You're listening to Generate a Life Well-Lived Podcast. I'm your friend and confidant, Erin Gray. I created this podcast for all the generators in the world to inspire you to live a life that you love and desire, that is in alignment with who you truly are, not who you think you should be. Hi, how is everyone today? I am coming at you from Bozeman, Montana. We are here to visit Yellowstone. We're going to go tomorrow. It's a little early. They haven't opened the park. Well, there's different, I should say, the park, the north entrance always stays open. And um, so we're going to go visit the north part. And then when they open the rest of the park at the end of this week, then we're going to go visit some of that. So it is 50, 40s um, here, and it's beautiful. There's still snow on the ground. It's just a really, really pretty um, location. So I'm excited that that, uh, I said yes to the cold and to visiting Yellowstone. It's been one of the things that's been on my list to go go visit, and I'll uh, post some pictures uh, on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, you can at the T-H-E, Erin, E-R-I-N, G-R-A-Y. And I post pictures of our travels and, and um, things of that sort. So come find me on there. We can connect. So today I want to talk about, this is the second part series of, you know, the last four years of kind of the evolution. I, I titled it the evolution of me over the last four years. I think sometimes when we see people or or their, um, and when I say success, I don't just mean financial success. I just mean, you know, they're all around how their life has changed. I think sometimes, at least for me, this is what I do sometimes is I, I look at someone and I used to think like, gosh, you know, they, they just came out of the blue and, and all of a sudden, you know, they just made all of these changes. But I don't think what we talk about is all of the behind the scenes stuff that a lot of us humans, you know, go through. And that has always been something that's really important to me. I want to highlight the behind the scenes because for me, the more that we normalize and talk about feeling our feelings and, you know, having our, and when I say failures, I'm air quoting our failures of, you know, what, what, worked, what didn't work, learning from that is, is how we evolve and grow. And we don't get to do that by making sure all of the lights are green before we leave the house, right? We do that by showing up, um, being, and I call it like living in the messy middle, right? Going after our goals, going after our dreams and our desires and falling along the way, um, you know, feeling our feelings. Sometimes for me, it looks like having a snotty nose and crying a lot. Sometimes it looks like being sad. Sometimes it looks like, you know, feeling anger. Sometimes it looks like um, having doubt. I mean, all of those, those emotions, they don't ever go away. The thing I think what has changed for me is I've just gotten better at feeling them and processing them more. So like if you can imagine a screen, right? 
a screen on a window or think of a colander or something of that sort of when you're feeling the feelings, not hanging on to any of the highs, right? And not hanging on to the lows, like just knowing that all of our feelings are welcome. And the, the more or the better that we get at feeling them and processing them and moving through them, I think when I say the easier it gets, I don't mean that life is easy and everything is roses, right? I just mean that it doesn't feel as heavy and as intense. So I made some notes because sometimes I get off track, which is okay. And also um, I wanted to highlight some things. So in this episode, I wanna share with you where I was in 2021. I had decided uh, back in, I think it was like in March, March of 2021, to take time off for three months. And in the beginning, the thought of stopping my business because I was coaching one-on-one at the time and the thought of stopping my business and taking time off was terrifying. I remember I was with a couple of friends in San Diego and they had suggested it because I was just like, "Ah, I'm just, I feel so burnt out. And I remember the whole entire trip, me thinking, me just asking tons of questions. Well, what is it going to look like? And how is that going to work? And I mean, I was looking back now, I was totally in my head. So it was going against everything I had ever been told or taught. Who stops their business when they're just getting started? I didn't realize at the time that I actually had a secret desire. My ego wanted me to grow my business, but my heart and my soul wanted time off. This was the first time that I ever had not worked. Um, I think, you know, growing up, I probably started around 12 working, whether that meant like cleaning uh, my dad's office for money or babysitting or, you know, just doing things to generate money. I had always had a job. And so this was really the first time ever. I mean, even with when I had my child, Grayson, I, I took two weeks off and I don't really consider that a whole, a maternity leave. So, um, but looking back, I had that secret desire. I, I just wanted to take some time off and to rest. And at the time I was reading sacred, sacred success by Barbara Stanny, and it resonated so deeply. And she talks about, I think it's the second stage in the book, a receptive surrender And basically it's to stop living from your ego and follow your heart and soul. So I was terrified, but I was willing. And I also knew that that's really what I wanted to do. So I decided, okay, three months, I'm going to take time off and then I'll reevaluate when the three months is due. So as you can imagine, I suddenly had so much time on my hands. I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't have hobbies because in the past there was no time for that. It didn't take long for all those voices in my head to start screaming at me. There was no busyness to distract me, no work anymore. It was some of the most profound time in my life. All the feelings that I had been running from my entire life, they started to surface, right? They had nowhere to go but up because there was nothing to distract me any longer. So I knew I could no longer ignore my feelings. It was time to feel them. I slept in, I stayed up late, I traveled more, I played with my kid and I hung out with my husband. I focused on myself for the first time in my life and I started learning more about human design and using it in my own life. And yet I was still resistant 
I didn't fully trust myself yet. I didn't fully trust. Um, yeah, those, I didn't know it at the time because I was just diving into human design, but, you know, following your sacral, I had, I don't even know if I had um, touched on that yet. I just was kind of barely dipping my toe into human design. And my mind was so strong. Um, and so there was like this internal battle, right? Like my soul, my heart, my sacral was saying one thing. And then my mind would come up with all the reasons. And then obviously, you know, it makes really good sense. It's a very good, I call it defense attorney, right? It's gives you really good reasons on why you shouldn't do something. And if you're not aware of it, you will listen to it. You will follow it because for me, I was so practiced at it, right? I was so practiced at listening to my head. So three months came and went. And I just did not have it in me to start my business up again. It felt like I was pushing a rope. I had all that mind chatter, like saying things like, you know, my mind was feeding me like, well, you said you, you know, would only take time off of work for three months and now three months is up. So, you know, you said that, so it's time to get back to work or you better get busy. You've got money to make. And also because money has been probably the most profound limiting belief that I've had to work through the, the money stories really were coming up and, and my ego was really screaming at me around money. Um, it would say also, you know, my mind would say things like, you can't use your money like this forever. You know, like you're going to run out at some point, like really those, those money limiting beliefs and those money stories were always the thing in the past that had kept me like working or working harder or saving more. And I really started to notice those money stories surface when I had taken that time off. I also knew that if I started my business back up, it would not have been a heart led business. It would have been from the ego and I didn't want that kind of business. So a friend of mine had an idea for a business at the time, and I was interested and I got behind the vision. And there were several other women that wanted to participate in some capacity. So we scheduled to get together in Salt Lake City. And I'm kind of, you know, compacting um, the details, but we had been talking about this for several months. And so some of the red, when we arrived in Salt Lake City, some of the women were like, okay, the next day we're going to sit down and we're going to do our values and we're going to do our mission statement. And they were just ready to like, you know, um, get, get going. And I wasn't so sure, like the energy in the room, the energy with some of these women, I just was not jiving with, and I really needed to fill them out. Like I went to Salt Lake city with the intention that I wanted to see kind of feel out these women, right? I wanted to, to first decide if I wanted to be in business with all of these women. And also I had been in my family's business before, right? And I had seen what a partnership could look like when we acted from our ego instead of our heart. So I had that contrast of what it was like being in, in business with my dad and my uncle. And um, I actually have another uncle that they kind of all got one uncle divorced from my dad and my other uncle. So I had, I had a lot of experience around business, around partnerships, and I didn't want to recreate that. And so I was a little bit more cautious and a little bit more slow moving. So we all got together. And when we gathered around the table the first day in my body, I was a no. 
I didn't know at the time about being a generator and following my sacral, but looking back on it, that's exactly what I was doing. You can see like we recorded video of it and you can see me literally like pulling back and what my face looked like. Everyone else though at the table was on board. And I felt like I was the black sheep of the family. Like I was odd man out. I literally felt like um, I was on an island and I had to gather the courage to tell everyone else that I was out if everyone else was in. And it felt really risky. It felt really scary. It felt very vulnerable. And yet I was willing because I knew I was not going to recreate a business like I had seen with my family's business. So I knew that the energy at the table, the way that they were talking about business, that was not the type of business that I wanted to build. I I like to talk about a business when you're first getting started, like it's your, like your baby, right? Um, you put time and energy and money into this thing. If you were to equate or think about, you know, if you've had a child or a dog or some type of animal, right? Like you get this, you have this little being and you feed it and you nourish it and you give it lots of love and you're not immediately asking, well, when are you going to support me? What are you going to do for me? What have you done for me lately? Right. Um, and that was some of the energy that was at the table. And that is not how I wanted to grow a business. I wanted to nurture it. I wanted to pour my heart and soul into it. And so I said, no. So the next day I spoke up, I cried a lot. I was seen I was extremely vulnerable. I was very, very scared. And looking back now, I see how committed I was to myself and not compromising um, just to have a business, right? So after I said what I wanted to say, I was really proud of myself and come to find out some of the other women felt the same way. They just didn't feel like they had the courage or maybe even the language to describe what they felt. So the business idea was still going to move forward, just not the way that it looked like with the original seven women. So during this time, this is like in August of 2021, I still had a really strong desire to travel and I didn't know exactly how it was all going to pan out um, with my family. And I did some traveling stateside because back in the summer and the fall of 2021, countries were still wishy-washy with their COVID requirements. And I didn't want to plan a trip only to find out that the rules had changed once we arrived in that country and I wouldn't be able to get in due to not having a COVID vaccine. So I decided to stay, stay stateside and just do some traveling in the U.S. So we RV'd in the Pacific Northwest. Well, I should just say like we rented an RV for two weeks and we stayed in there for three nights and then the rest we like Airbnb'd it and did some hotels. Um, and what I learned is with my open G center, and I'll talk about that in a, in a, um, different podcast, but with my open G center and undefined, I shouldn't say open with an undefined G center is I have to actually be in the environment to see if I like it or not. And, you know, once I rented the RV and traveling around in it and sleeping in it and the, and the, um, shower situation, just there's lots of different things that I have realized I'm the type of traveler that I like to fly. I also like to stay in Airbnbs and have lots of space, um, which was great, right? This is the thing about 
travel or anything that we do is we get to try something. We get to see if we like it and it's okay if we don't, right? So we spent time in, so after RVing, we came back home and then we spent some time in Costa Rica for two months during December through February. And I really wanted to learn how to surf. And so we spent a lot of time for the first month of December, we surfed like every other day. Um, and I thought it was amazing. And it was during this time that Jason, my husband had told me, you know, he didn't really want to travel full-time because that was probably since 2015 or 2016 traveling full-time has been one of my like heart's desires. So as you can imagine, when he tells me this, I'm like, so sad. <laughs> my heart is broken. And I also know and want to honor, right. His desires as well. So we had many conversations around living in Maui. And back in May of 2021, we had actually gone out to Maui, spent a month there to see if we really liked it enough to move there. So when he mentioned that to me, that he wanted a home base, I said, you know, if you don't want to travel full time, then I want to live in Maui where I can surf, I can have the sun and the ocean in between our travels. And then he said, you know, maybe us living in Maui, that would kind of curtail or minimize or um, maybe my travel bug would not be as, or that desire wouldn't be as strong. And I remember telling him like, that will never happen. Like travel is just part of who I am. And, but I think he thought that like, if we moved to Maui, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, or I wouldn't keep traveling or travel as much. So, you know, it's a fine it's a fine line of, I felt like I don't want to force my family to do something that they don't want to do. And at the same time, not compromising myself, right? And also realizing, I don't know if, 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 you know, your family is like this, if you have a family, but, you know, I make these suggestions to them and they like resist and they think it's a terrible idea. And then they're the ones that like rave about it after we've done it. Right. So honoring them and also honoring, you know, maybe sometimes when they act from their not self, um, and they might be being resistant from maybe fear or, um, not wanting to get outside their comfort zone. So it's, it's a fine line. So fast forward to March of 2022, we sold our house and we moved to Maui. And as for the business, there were four of us that were wanting to bring this business idea, this vision um, to life. And we're working on doing so. And my heart still, obviously, right? When you have a heart's desire, you, it doesn't go away. And I still wanted to travel more than I actually was traveling when we moved there. And I felt like uh, a little bit of the move was still a compromise because I wondered like, would I have chosen moving to Maui if we had traveled more first, right? And had a chance to try out different places and then made a decision on where we wanted to live. And I knew I wanted to travel more and my family was 100% content living there. And so I took this time to do more solo travel and also really focus on myself. And the thing I love about travel is I think it like automatically brings up all of your limiting beliefs without you having to go and look for them. 
Like if you want to fly first class and you choose to fly coach, it shows you where you might have limiting beliefs around money or your deservedness or your worthiness. Or let's say you want to travel solo, but you end up taking your family with you because you think that you're, and I'm doing air quotes, a bad parent or a spouse if you go by yourself. So it shows you where your stories are around what a parent and a spouse um, are, air quotes, supposed to do, right? Which are all just limiting beliefs. And it might, you know, bring up for you feelings of guilt that you, you know, might have been repressing. Um, and so it, it shows you where are those stories? Um, and for me, one of the things mine, obviously I've told you is like my limiting beliefs have really been around money and also like trying to please and make everyone else happy. Right. So let's say that you want to go to this one place, but you choose another place because your mind convinces you otherwise, or maybe your family or whomever suggests let's go somewhere else. Um, it shows us where we're still acting from our head and our ego versus our sacral. So I've also used this time to dive deeper into human design. And I learned more about being a generator, having defined and undefined centers, my gates, my channels, how to really listen to my sacral and really start trusting it. And I started small, right? I would ask myself simple questions like, do you want black bean avocado? for dinner? Do you want pizza? You know, asking myself yes or no questions and allowing my sacral uh-huh, uh-uh to answer and really starting to build that trust with it. I also used human design with my family and friends and how, you know, learning more about their chart and how to support them. And I would say that probably over the last, you know, in 20 2021 and 2022, I really fell more in love with myself and developed more self-compassion for myself and compassion for others. And the thing that I've learned is when we focus on ourselves, when we work through the stories and the limiting beliefs that we have, our family and all of the people around us get to as well. And, and they benefit because of the work that we're doing on ourselves. So we change and as a byproduct, they do too. And the more loving that I treated myself and spoke about myself, the more that my family was able to do that for themselves too. And my responses changed with myself, my family, the people around me, because I had really taken the time to feel those feelings that I had repressed for so long. I think during this time, I probably cried more than I cried in my <laughs> entire life. And that has always been a running joke with my spouse, Jason. He's like, before this time, you know, like if I was crying, something was really wrong. But during this time, the running joke was like, mom's crying. It's okay. <laughs> She's just feeling her feelings. And, and it's not to say that, you know, like I was constantly laying in bed or, you know, always crying, but I definitely allowed myself to feel my feelings, to process those emotions that I had really stuffed down for so many years. and. And I was, I really allowed myself to be vulnerable, right? I didn't try to hide myself crying from my child or my husband. And, he, you know, he got to see like, it's okay that you're crying. He doesn't need to fix anything. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to show emotion. It's okay to process things and to work through them. 
And I think, you know, for me, it was some of the best time spent. It gave me a pause, you know, three months now had turned into goodness, at least a year, if we're already in March, right? It turned into a full year of being off. And it gave me that time for pause, a time for reflection, time to really decide, like, what do I want to do in my life? Like, what are my dreams? What is, what are my visions? What are my true desires? And what do I want, like my life to look like, even if that means it's not what everyone else does. And, you know, on the surface level, it's like, oh, you know, you want maybe to live here or you want to travel here, but like at a soul level, that's where I went. Like, what, what do I want? Like, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? What do I want? How do I want to impact the world? What do I want my days to look like? I mean, what do I want my marriage to look like? What do I want my, you know, parent child relationship to look like? What do I want my friendships to look like? What do I want my business um, to look like? I mean, I just started looking at every single area of my life, every relationship, and really just evaluating and becoming more clear as time went on of like, what do I want? And what do I want it to look like? And also allowing my space, uh, myself the space and the grace that it didn't necessarily look the way that maybe it looked for a lot of other people. And that was okay. And allowing myself to to have that freedom. Um, and so I think it was some of the best time in my life, right? Like people might say, oh my gosh, how could you say that? You know, you cried so much or you felt so much anger or, you know, you were really feeling your feelings. Um, but it was, it was a, I think it was the, like, for me, I feel like it was like the most loving thing that I could do for myself of allowing myself the space and the time to really reconnect with myself and really get clear. And obviously I'm not advocating everyone take the time off or take a year off. And also if that is something that your heart or your soul is asking of you to really check in with yourself and ask yourself why you feel like you can't and see where all of those stories and those lies are coming up that are keeping you from not doing that for yourself. So next week in the final episode of the three-part series, I'm going to share with you where I am now, where I still hadn't listened to my sacral and the lessons that I've learned from that over the last four months and where I'm headed. I'm excited for what's to come and what I'm creating in the world. So until next time, from my soul to yours. Thanks for tuning in today. If you want to receive your human design chart, you can head over to my website at Generate a Life Well Lived to receive your free chart. As always, from my soul to yours.